0: Shalom and good morning, everyone. I am so glad you're here with me. I am Lee with Fiery Faith Faith Ministries, if I can talk. And this is our very first morning manna. I'm very excited about continuing to have these morning fellowship and gatherings. I think James and I have decided to continue them on our days we've always done Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, you know, the name was inspired Morning Manna because the Lord's Prayer, Yahweh's Prayer, means so much to me. And it's it's been something I've gone to for years now when I feel lost or lonely or distressed. And it in the beginning when I prayed, give us this day our daily bread, I always thought about eating with my, you know, give us this day our daily bread to fill my stomach. And of course, as the years of my life have progressed, I've realized that the daily bread is the word, you know, the the living word, the word and the living water of Messiah that leads us to our father. And that is where we've got the morning manna because we know he sustains us in those times. We are in the desert, when we're in the wilderness. And I apologize if I sound funny. I've been sick for a week. Um, I'm praying that I can get through this without coughing. That has been the worst part of all of this, is this cough. Um, it is getting better, and I don't necessarily sound like I'm drowning as much, although I'm for certain I don't sound great. But I'm so thankful to be here, and it meant everything to be able to start this today. First, I'd like to say good morning to all the family here. Good morning, Asia and Wirewool, Andrea. I'm so thankful to see all of you here. My husband, James. Let's see, Nina. Thank you so much, sister, for being here, and Amanda so lovely to be surrounded by loving family. And Eric, good morning, Eric. Shalom. So glad all of you are here for this very first morning manna. You know, James and I watch the news in sporadic spurts. Uh, you have to take your time away from it. You know, I, I look Sometimes every day, sometimes not just to see what's going on here and going on there. And I know the rest of us have to guard our eyes and ears the same because it can be a little overpowering. You know, there's so much going on out there, but then all of us also have so much going on in our immediate space, you know, with our family and within our, you know, marital units, even within our friendships, there's just so much going on. And in the last several weeks, there's been a lot in our lives, a lot of changes. And I found myself praying a lot, you know, just guard me. Make sure nothing I say is not from you. Make sure everything I have to say comes from you, Father, and hold my tongue so that I don't say anything that isn't from you. Well, sometimes he answers you quite literally, and I lost my voice for three or four days straight. And I feel like that was my father saying to me, you asked for me to hold your tongue, so I'm holding it. And I'm so thankful he did, because through that, I was able to lean into him and realize that my relationship with him is between me and him. And it's the same with you and the father and you and your walk. You know, we we come on here to offer Um, these words of encouragement to each other, it's, it's for all of us. You know, these are things in that I've brought that I'm bringing today are things that I've been praying over and pondering over the last several weeks when I felt like I was in some darkness, you know, and coming out of the winter, it's easy for that to be, you know, to, to feel that way. A lot of us struggle with the winter time when we don't have as much sun and we're not able to get outside. But yesterday I wanted to share this picture. I shared it in our telegram groups as well. It was such a beautiful day, even though I didn't feel the greatest, I wanted to get out and go for a walk. Um, we have several parts around where we live that are just beautiful. And I just realized, you know, Here comes the sun, not just the sun in the sky, but the sun, our Messiah, the son of Yahweh. He's coming, even though we feel like there's just so much darkness encroaching on us in every direction that there is from health, wealth, the world, you know, and and we're told constantly, you know, the end is near, you know, this is happening, that's happening, the market's crashing, the this, the that but guess what? None of that matters because here comes the sun in the darkness. He's coming back and we have to keep that in our minds. We have to keep that as our focus, as our understanding. And that is one thing I've leaned into, absolutely leaned into the last uh, two weeks, uh, two or three weeks, I guess, you know, realizing, yep, there's been darkness, coldness, It's been hard, you know, it's been lonely, it's been, you know, all these unpleasant feelings that my flesh wants to focus on. But guess what? We made it. (laughs) We made it. The long, dark, cold days of winter, they're slowly fading away. Every single day, winter is pushed from us, right? Yesterday, I got out on that short walk, we enjoyed the birds singing, the trees are blooming, and yes, like my husband said, even if our sinuses don't love this time of year, we do, and in Tennessee, if you live here, you're aware this is the season for how I sound, and, and look, everyone pretty much is struggling with this, you know, uh, doesn't mean we're out of the cold yet. In Tennessee, we can have all four seasons in in one day sometimes, not even in a week. It can all happen in one day. Um, But it was so nice to get a taste yesterday of things to come, you know, seeing the families out, um, walk people walking their dogs. You know, you could just see the hope coming back to their faces because you know what? here comes the sun. You know, when I was growing up, that was one of my favorite songs. And when my mom was sick and um, the last several years uh, dying from breast cancer, that was one of the songs we played on the way to and from treatments, you know, here comes the sun. And it just never hit me. Like it hits me now. It hits me in a totally different way. You know, I think some of the lyrics are, it's been a long, cold, cold, lonely winter, but here comes the sun. And wow, that hit me last night when I was writing this out. It was like, yes, that's it. You know, that is it. The heart of what I'm trying to get out today. And I know many of us suffer from seasonal effect disorder during winter, during those long, long dark days and less time we spend outside. I can only imagine what it was like thousands of years ago as the seasons advanced and they went into darkness, and they went into the cold, you know, no electricity for warmth, I bet it was a time of even more depression and anxiety, you know, will it ever warm up again, will the sun ever bring warmth again, you know, looking around in our current world, and all that is happening, which can be overwhelming, do we find ourselves thinking that that darkness all around us is shutting out the light of truth, of love and forgiveness and it's easy to think that way when you see the things that are happening in our schools and to our youth and and everywhere around us is it so dark in the world that many around us can't see the sun anymore and they they may be losing hope that the sun will ever come again any time soon well Let's take a look at some prophecies that talk about him in the first place. For unto us a child is born in Isaiah 9-2. And I love love Isaiah. I feel like Isaiah speaks to me a lot. Um, And I wanted to start at the beginning of this, talking about the sun is coming again. Well, let's talk about when they hadn't even seen him yet and we're looking for him. So in Isaiah 9:2 through 9:7, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them has the light shined. Amen. You have multiplied the nation and not increased the joy, the joy before you according to the joy and harvest and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor El the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with justice, judgment, and with the justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of Yahweh, Sebaoth, will perform this. Amen. I love this. What Amanda has said, we need to remember the time of darkness can be used for growth. Seeds sprouting and putting down roots, even caterpillars in chrysalis. I don't know if I can say that right, but I know exactly what you speak of. And that's right. Seeds, have to propagate from the dark, right? I've learned even when you're sprouting, uh, I actually was ha- am learning to do different microgreens and different methods of sprouting and literally used a wet paper towel with a self-watering uh, system and sprouted some uh, radish seeds just like that. But I had to cover them, you know, with a lid so that they would have that darkness to force them to sprout it's the same with us and i believe that's the heart of it we go through these dark times we go through these long hard times but what what do they do you know what is it aimed to do we're to lean into the father we're to draw closer to him so continuing on in psalms 80 14 through 19 Return, we beseech you, O Elohim Sebaoth. Look down from heaven and behold and visit this vine and the vineyard which your right hand is planted and the branch that you made strong for yourself. It is burned with fire. It is cut down. They perish at the rebuke of your countenance. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the son of Adam, whom you made strong for yourself, so will not we go back from you. Quicken us and we will call upon your name. Turn us again, O Yahweh Elohim, cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. Absolute beauty there. Cause your face to shine. And that's one of the things I pray for. And I know James prays for as well as that, I never cause Yahweh's face to turn away from me, that he shine his face on me and that he shines his face upon all of you. We don't want to be in that darkness. Um, great word here from Wire Wool: The darkness and the light are both alike to you. Amen. So it's a time that we lean into him. And a reminder here in John 1, 1 through 1, 4. In the beginning was the word and the word was with Elohim and Elohim was the word. The same was in the beginning with Elohim. All things are made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. How beautiful is that what what a blessing is that when I feel like I'm in darkness when I feel like I'm covered over this is where I go this is where I go to understand that in the beginning was the word and the word was with Elohim and Elohim was the word and that is our Messiah he has been with us from the beginning to our end um, absolutely something that I go to when I feel like I need that that squeezing from him to feel his arms around him to know that I'm chosen and I'm loved no matter what the world says no matter what man says um, each and every one of this as these words are about and Nina says but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall rise with the healing in its wings and you shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. And that's what I absolutely uh, had in my prayer this morning. Let us dance. Let us sing. Let us worship um, because that is what he makes me want to do all the time. I want to praise him. I I am just so ecstatic that he chose me, that he chose you, that he chose all of us. James says, Yahweh knew there must be darkness so his children could be the bright shining lights. Absolutely. And we have to be that even when our flesh fights us to be something else because there's self-preservation. You know, it's an instinct that we have. It keeps us alive in dangerous situations. But there is um There is a difference in walking in humility. And I think of it often that Yahushua could have changed everything while he was on that tree with a a snort of his nostril, with a word. Um, Everyone could have just, that would have been it. But he chose to let his love for us hold him to that tree. He chose to give his life so that we might live and be forgiven. And who am I? to not be forgiving, to not be loving, to not want to show that kind of humility that he was willing to to give for me with every drop of his blood that hit the ground. In James 5, 7 and 5, 8, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of Yahweh. Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of Yahweh draws nigh. And it is a reminder that we need every day when we await. He's coming back. And it can be at any second, at any breath, at any moment. And are we ready? Are we looking to him? Is he going to find us being about his business or our business? Is he going to find you speaking life or death? Is he going to find you praising Yahweh for everything he's given you and and being so thankful and humble for what Yahusha has given you. Is, is that how he's going to find you? I pray that that's how he finds me. And if I can't ever speak the way I'm supposed to, again, I give him permission to hold my tongue just like he did for three or four days last week when I couldn't even make a squeak. Acts six through one eleven, And you know what? When I asked for that, I believed what I was saying. And I had faith that whatever his will was, that that's what would be for me. And I accepted it when it happened. That's, that's what faith is. Not just saying I'm praying or I'm asking for this. It is them believing that if it is his will, that's what's going to happen even when it's something like taking your very voice away from you so that you can't speak death, you know. So Acts 1 6 through 111, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Adonai, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Yashorel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own power but ye shall receive power after that the Ruach HaKodesh is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Yehud and in Shamaron, and unto the uttermost part of the earth and when he had spoken these things while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. First of all, wow. Can you imagine being standing there watching that happen? We're going to see him coming back the same way. Continuing. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galileo, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Yehusha. Which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye has seen him go into heaven. Absolutely. We're going, I all the time find myself looking to the clouds. I did it as a little girl. I do it now, and I didn't even realize what that pool was for me, that draw when I was a child to constantly be looking at the clouds and I know there was something in me even then that recognized this is where he comes this is where we're going to see him and even in our darkest days we can look to those clouds because he could be coming at any moment at absolutely any moment amen Amanda faith without works is dead That's absolutely right. So every single day, we're walking out this faith in fear and trembling. And that's how I feel about it. I fear Yahweh more than I fear man. I fear what he thinks of me more than what I care anyone else thinks of me. And of course, we all want to be loved and accepted. And there's been a lot of times in my life when that took precedent over what really mattered and the mat, what matters in the heart of it is does my father love and accept my actions? You know, am I listening to him because sometimes he's like, he would rather you not be in a battle defending yourself. He would rather you to step out of it. He isn't always going to push you out there. It depends on what the battle is though. You know, if it's something that's going to turn into, um, Nothing that's going to help anyone, (laughs) that's just going to tear down, that's just going to be words uh, that speak death, that speak condemnation. Absolutely take yourself out of it. You do not have to be in that, and you shouldn't. And you should be able to say, I'm stepping away, I'm going to guard my tongue, and I'm not going to say these words right now, because they are not anything my Yahushua would want me to say. I do the same with stars, Nina, as well. Um, I lost my grandfather, who was my father, when I was about seven years old. And by father, I mean he raised me when my mother uh, left a very abusive relationship with her two small kids. And he always made a point to show me the stars, to show me the clouds, and to talk about Messiah because he had such a love for them. Um, and I see the Father in all of his creation, especially those beautiful things um, that he's put that are for signs and wonders, right? And we're looking for them for the signs and wonders, and I feel it even more now, and I know all of you do as well. There is a pull in me. There is a draw in me that says, focus on these things, not, not these things, not what's in your mind, not what, what's in your flesh, but focus on me and that's what i'm going to do and i'm here not as your teacher or instructor i am here studying with you my brothers and my sisters and i'm bringing these verses to you that have touched me in a way and helped me in a way through these seasons to be able every single day to wake up to walk this faith out to walk this belief out as best I can with however the father wills it if he wills it to be I'm um, walking it with these people or these people or he's gathered these here or he's moved these here we just have to have faith that he knows what he's doing And he calls us to love him above all else and everyone else. And that used to be so hard for me. How can I love him more than I love my children? But it's because he loves them every bit as much as he loves me. Each one of us, an individualized love that he has specifically for me and for you. We have to. We have to love him above all else. We have to make sure his words are in our mouth all the time. And if they're not, silence me. And that's what I ask for in my prayers. If I can't speak your words, you take my voice and he'll do it. He did it last week (laughs) in Matthew 24, 36 through 42. But of that day and hour knows no man. No, not the angels of heaven. But my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of Adam be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day, that very day that Noah entered the ark. Life went on as normal until that very day and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the son of Adam be. There shall be two in the field. One is received and the other forsaken. Two are grinding at the millhouse. One is received and the other forsaken. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Adonai comes. And this is what I'm talking about. This is absolutely what I'm talking about here. What will you be doing when he comes back? in five seconds from now, or five minutes from now, or five hours from now, or five years? Does it really matter? Time goes by in a blink right now. Anyway, it's so fast, like clicking through unbelievable. What's he going to find you doing? Is he going to find you with his words in your mouth or your flesh in your mouth? He's not going to find that in mine. If I have to take my own mouth, my own voice away, Let's see, here's what was I trying to get up here. Nina says, I'm finding it harder and harder to be in this world. My only desire is to be with him in his word. My heart longs for simplicity. Amen, Nina. This is, this is what makes us want to be homesteaders. This is what makes us want to be. Uh, run away and just dive into the word and be surrounded in comfort but we know he's pushing us out there he tells us to armor up and get ready because he's making soldiers out of us just like uh you speak about the the bridal armor that's what he's calling us to put on and it's going to be hard and is hard but together i think we strengthen each other and asia says it's amazing how we all were brought together by Yahweh and we have totally different walks, but so much in common. That's right, because the the commonality is our Father and our love for Him, our absolute love, love, love for Him. And that has to be what others see in us. I am the way and the truth and the life. In times of darkness, in my life, in this season, I've read this probably a hundred times in the last three weeks. John 14, 1 through fourteen four. Let not your heart be troubled, yet believe in Elohim, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And I love this imagery. This is imagery that I give myself uh, when I close my eyes, when I'm feeling that pressing of life and difficulties that go on, I tell myself, you know, look, this is what he said to me, to you. These words weren't just for them, they were for us now. Let your, let not your heart be troubled, yet believe in Elohim and believe in Messiah. And there is a house, our Father's house, And there's many mansions there. We're all going to be together. We're all going to be in this beautiful place with all these many mansions. We are next door neighbors. We're all going to be together where we can see each other and see him. And and just the thought of the Messiah preparing that place for each and every one of us. It brings to me just a peace, a shalom that lets me know here here we all are. We're a family and a community. We are the body of Messiah. And here he's even telling us, I love you so much. We're all moving into the same house together. And I just, I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait for that. And I picture it in my mind. I can see your faces. Um, You know, I love seeing the pictures that everyone shares in our telegram group. I feel like I know you, like you're my family. I see you every day. And I can just imagine all of us every morning up together, you know, walking through the fields, um, reading the word together, sitting at the feet of Messiah and listening to him singing holy, holy, holy all day long. How amazing and beautiful is that? And I love this, Nina. I see this as well. I can imagine a field with the sun shining bright hand in hand walking towards him because he is that light, right? And that's what we're walking towards. And Asia, yes, to commune together with the Father and the Son. Amen. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We can't run away completely because then we cannot fish for men and be the example Messiah calls us to be for the lost. I agree, but I sure would love to to be in that tiny house community away from (laughs) everything. Um, But I know soon, very soon, we get to be uh, in a true gathering at the feet of Messiah and I want to end with this in Revelations, just so we know. We know how close. We know these, these words of wisdom given to us for now. And they speak to me. And they, I know they speak to you. And I want us to ponder these words, to meditate on them and think about them. And go to these words to realize how close he is how very close he is. Revelations 22, 6 through 14. And he said unto me, these sayings are faithful and true. And Yahweh Elohim of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that guard the words of the prophecy of the sepher. And I, Yochanan, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then he said unto me, See you do it not, for I am your fellow servant and of your brethren, the prophets, and of them which guard the words of the sepher, worship Elohim. And he said unto me, Seal not the saying of the prophecy of the sepher, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the end the first and the last blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. How absolutely beautiful and a reminder to each of us every single day. He comes quickly. He's coming right now. He's on his way right now. We don't see time and perceive it the way he does. He is beyond time. He created time. Our our time is not that. I love this wool. Yahusha the carpenter on earth said he was going to build our mansion. Amen. How beautiful is that and what a gorgeous and and just a faithful reminder, something we can hang on to. He's literally build, built it and he's coming quickly. He says it. If he, if he says it, he means it, right? And in that, I'm just so thankful that we have each other here, that we can have these discussions, that we're iron, sh- iron sharpening iron because it is exactly uh, what Yahusha wants when he says that we are to be part of the body. So tonight at sunset, starts Purim according to some calendars and if that is something that you're interested in looking into I wanted to read a little bit about it so Purim which means lots in Persian is a Jewish holiday that celebrates how the Jewish people were saved from annihilation of ancient Persia as told in the biblical book of Esther and if you would like I think it's wonderful for uh to read the book of Esther today. I know that Jacob's Tent is going to be doing a play. I believe that it's going to be live stream. However, when I, we looked before I came on, I couldn't find the link yet. They usually don't share the links way ahead of time. If I do find that, I will share it in our Telegram groups and I pray you join our groups if you're not in there. Purim is called the festival of lots because Haman cast lots to determine whether he would carry out his plan. And you see that in Esther 3, 7. Um, Let's see for a different explanation of the meaning of the name Purim. That is real. That was really named after Esther's actions. So it's just um, something to look at. I enjoy reading all the scripture and books And words that we have in our Bible and I love the book of Esther and I would encourage you if you feel so led to to read the book of Esther tonight or today Um, it's a, a wonderful story of faith to me so and and the love from Yahweh for his people and we are Israel we are grafted in So James has posted our telegram link. I pray if you're not in there that you join us because we gather together and we hold each other up and pray for each other and we're a family and we're all a family. So I pray this very first morning manna has uh, fed you scripturally, has fed you within your ruach and that you're fired up to go out there and keep your eyes open. on the clouds. Keep your eyes focused on Yahushua Messiah and know that the Father loves you. He loves you so very much, even if you're in a dark season, even if you feel oppressing, even if you feel alone or beat up or bruised or battered, just know that Yahweh loves you so very much that He sent the Son and the sun is shining on you. So Shalom. And I pray that you have a wonderful and blessed second day of the week. Shalom.